Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. I was getting groceries the other day and came around the corner and there was like a young kid working and they were like, hey, do you need anything? Can I can I help you find anything? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. But then I kind of like took in the rest of the scene and he was shoulder deep in a fish tank full of fish with a paper towel in his hand, just cleaning the glass, but like not wearing a glove. His shoulder of his shirt was wet, just carrying on normal conversation with me. And I thought, this can't be the way that you clean a fish tank, is it? <laughs> no, that is not. And like he was just knocking gravel around and fish were freaking out. And it was just weird that he didn't <laughs> acknowledge what was happening. He's like, uh, can I help you with anything? Yeah. Explain what I'm looking at. <laughs> also, Explain yourself. Also, if he tries to help you, he's going to have this big wet arm. <laughs> I feel like one of his coworkers was on the other side of the counter, crouched down, trying not to laugh his ass I, off. That's kind of what I was wondering, because he was so deadpan when he asked me if he could help me. that I thought, oh, this is, they're having a gag. But then I watched him continue on to the next one. I've always wanted a really nice aquarium, but just I've never really lived anywhere that would be good for that. I've been looking at houses, and we saw one the other day that had one built in. Nice. It's like, is it though? I think so. I think it's oh. cool. Because if you don't like fish, yeah. what are you supposed to do now? And it's built into the wall. So like that is part of the living room layout. It's a load-bearing fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to display, I guess you could put in there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like reptiles or... Or like uh, batarangs. Batarangs would be good on display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time to let the recap roll. <laughs> the other thing that happened actually that we have talked about, but we haven't really talked about on air, is that you know we're going to be at Gen Con, we're going to be running games, and we're going to be running a lot of games. We're going to be running a lot of Monster of the Week, and part of that is that Evil Hat is sponsoring us to Gen Con. So we are brought to you at Gen Con by Evil Hat this year, which is very cool. Um, so we will be there running hours and hours of Monster of the Week with many, many seats at tables, and we will let you know as soon as those 
become available to grab at the uh, Gen Con website. We will all be wearing our most sinister hats. Yes. It was part of the agreement we have to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tass has a very, very angry looking chef's hat. Yeah. Uh, Jake has got a fedora. That's it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's evil enough. It looks like Johnny Fedora from like the Disney cartoon, except just like he's really pissed off. Because he couldn't find Blue Bonnet. Now, what is this reference? Yeah. Oh my gosh! What you guys don't know Johnny Fedora? No. No. It was a. uh, It was like a little silly symphony that they did, where a fedora sort of has its own personality and it interacts with this bonnet in a hat shop. She gets sold off. He like is sold to like a drunk or something like that and gets all messed up and he's like in the gutter and then some guy finds him, cuts a couple of holes into him and like puts him on this horse's head only to come find out that the horse that's next to him is uh, where the bonnet is as well. And so they like came together at the end and it's cute. I don't know if I could suspend my disbelief enough to enjoy that program. (laughs) Well, it's got singing and everything too that goes along with it. It's beautiful. It's like the hat band is its mouth. So like you can see it smile and frown and stuff. Yeah. I remember that now. I remember it all. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. You've, you've been activated I Manchurian know. Candidate style. <laughs> Johnny Fedora, who do I kill? <laughs> I think with that, it's time to let the recap roll. I do notice that there are these Jake-shaped holes in the walls that could <laughs> probably be either fixed. That's a real good point. Is there any way for me to do this? To, to illusion this these holes away to where this place looks intact? The problematic side effect with this gun being the magical power source for this illusion is that instead of your fire-based magic, you put into it your necrotic magic. And so this gun will power the spell and it doesn't have to stay here at the location, but it now has this dark pulsing aura to it. And as this aura fades, you have to use the gun to kill something to keep the gun's magic charged. And if the gun runs out of charge, out of magic, the spell here will end. Oh my god. So as you're cutting down these back roads in Chicago, trying to make your way to the Indiana borders, you can start to head towards Indianapolis. You take a turn down an alley, and as you do, something slams into the ground a dozen feet in front of you, hard enough to shatter the pavement and rock the van. And in the glow from the headlights, you can make out a form in the settling dust and debris. It rises and strides forward, and there, illuminated in the alley, is Ori, wearing the spiked brass knuckles, his eyes glowing red, teeth bared and he shouts you let my friend go right fucking now so here you all are in this small alley in Chicago Ori has just slammed the ground in front of the van wearing these menacing brass knuckles with spikes and he is staring at you Tass through the windshield uh Jake do you want to take this one Okay. In this hesitation, he has started to walk towards the front of the van. Okay, so I will slide my door open, and as I do, be like, hey, hey, Ori, it's me, and then step out. What the hell's going on? Boy, buddy, a lot is going on. I'm sorry, I didn't want to have to, like, involve you. I figured it'd be easier for you if I didn't. But the first thing I can promise you is that they're not going to hurt me, and they're not going to hurt you. A lot of shit's going on, man. And, well, we're going to go try to stop the soul bat. That might have been too big of a lead. Let me reel this back a little bit. (laughs) Well, no. The other lead is even bigger. (laughs) 
What does that even mean? Like, this is something we've been fighting for years. You and some dude who tries to kill you all the time, go stop the soul bat. Yeah, okay, so this is going to get weirder before it makes more sense, but bear with me. I am me from a different world where we did beat the soul bat, and I have been thrown here, all of us have, to do it again. To, I don't want to say save this world, but make it less shitty for sure. Does that, does that track? Are you with me still? Jake, roll manipulate someone. Okay. Five. As you're walking forward, after having said this, Ori puts his hand out. You seem to be frozen in place. Don't worry, man. I'll break you free of whatever shit they got going on. And he starts charging at the front of the van. What are you two doing? I just promised him you wouldn't hurt him. Don't fuck this up. I just have my hands up where he can see them, that there are no weapons, and I'm just kind of, I'm almost sputtering, I think. Ori, we are legitimately your friends in our world. I do not want to hurt you. We are not here for that. Tass, roll against the grain. You are letting a threatening vampire run up on you with no weapons drawn. Yep. That's a seven. Yeah, so you are able to keep this peaceful pose, uh, but you're going to have a minus one forward again. All right. TJ, what are you doing? I'm going to use magic to trap a person, minion, or creature in place. All right, we'll use magic. That's an 11. Describe to me how you do this. I think the little consumable that I pull out is like a piece of yarn. (laughs) and it goes in the ring of course and i do a little hand gesture and out the window and the yarn basically turns into a rope and it wraps around his legs his arms everything and he is just immobilized yeah this rope hits him and wraps around and he falls to the ground in front of the van and when he hits the ground jake you are free to move again i mean if we're not gonna hurt him which i want on record we do not want to do ori we gotta go i'm gonna walk over to ori laying on the ground and i'm gonna say tj kill the magic are you sure yeah i'm sure okay and i'm going to release the rope And I'm going to hold a hand out to help him up. He looks at you from the ground and you can tell he looks hurt. Does he take my hand? He doesn't yet. I'm trying to show you we are not here to hurt you. We're not here to mess with you in any capacity. You know, where where we're from, not only are you and I good friends, we are actually all good friends. It's true. We we helped you save your sister when she was in a bad spot. We got you out of a bad situation. We got you to safety. We're not here for this, man. I'll put it blunt and kind of mean. We just had you dead to rights, and we never want to see you like that. Not hurt, not trapped. We just, we have something we got to do, man. Tass, roll manipulate someone. Oh boy. A 10 with a minus one forward. So nine. He gets up and looks at the three of you and starts to take a couple steps backwards. If I don't see you tomorrow at 1 p.m., I'll find all of you and I won't be alone. And he takes off into the sky. Well, cat's out of the bag. Then we've got nothing to do but hurry. Blow back up. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay. So as you head to Indianapolis, where are you going? Uh, I guess at least through part of this trip, I'm kind of going through communicating with myself and trying to convey any of that to these guys about like what I do know. I know that I have my own space somewhere in Indy. Um, so I'm trying to gauge what I know about this situation. Like how how chaotic is this city? Yeah, you know, just, just the kind of the basic details. Details, at least. I'm sure I don't know the ins and outs of the Halifax, but... Having your hideout, you're kind of on the outskirts of the city, and it's mostly 
untraversed through basically inside of 465. You kind of skirt your way along the edges of the city looking for people to save, to free, to kill um, if there are soul bats roaming around. Really just trying to keep it from spreading. And it is a losing battle, but it is one that you are insistent on fighting. Like you are this kind of man in an area making sure nothing else passes, but there's hundreds of miles where it's going past you in other spots. But, you know, this is your spot. So I've been going through, I've been killing soul bats. I've been doing this. Like with the way that this is manifested, what does that entail? Like what I'm trying to get at is I know people are taken by it. Mm -hmm. So is there the idea that if the the big one was killed the people that were taken are released or are they like literally they have become monster yeah after 24 hours the one on them bonds with them okay so i think i'm trying to gauge that to be like jesus is this version of myself killing people that could potentially be saved or is it just taking out monsters at this point yeah from his Um, point of view it's just taking out monsters he does not believe they can be saved would i have reason to think that they could be that that might be part of it no not from anything that you've encountered in in your experience he's had a lot more encounter with them than you have right okay that's not a no but you don't have any reason to think he's wrong yeah i'll just explain this to the guys like i think we need to obviously find a way to get close undetected and see what's going on with the theater um i have a safe spot but jake you're not going to be able to exactly get into it comfortably like i could in theory take out the protection spells and it'll at least be a a solid place to be but monsters would be able to get in Um, but that might even just be a a place to stop for the moment and just kind of restock and figure out what we want to do from there tight i'll take a nap in the van i guess does the van go into the hideout yeah um tight i'll take a nap in the alley or something I just mean, you know, we don't necessarily even have to go in and spend a lot of time. I just don't know where else to hit first. You know what I mean? Sure. What is our next step? Are we going to the Halifax and trying to sneak in and look around and see if the script is still there? Or are we trying to pick up a trail somewhere else? Well, the source of it, the script that we'd found in our world isn't there in this world. Like it got moved somehow. Okay, so then is that still the place we pick up the trail or are we just trying to, it's a needle in a haystack then? That's a really good question. Um, We had the pretty good idea that IPT was destroyed, so I don't know that there's really any other reason now that we're together to want to go unless we just hope to find clues as to what happened there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that what happened there is a priority right now. Yeah. Like, because broadly speaking, we can assume the answer is soul bat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then... I think more what I had in mind was what happened there as far as who survived, what was taken. Is there a way to figure out who who went down? Is there a way for us to reasonably connect with Margaret? I could probably use a spell to look through time and space to see if I can find her. Uh, does that does that work with the idea of see another place? Yeah, so it's either you can see another time or see another place. Ah, gotcha. Well then, place, I think, is what we're looking for. Like, where Margaret possibly is. Yeah, and you've seen this done before, so you'd have to have something of hers to basically see through the portal to see where she was. Um, Since I was the one that at that point actually worked there, would it be reasonable that like any of the gear that they issued, like would that work or like literally a, a pay stub or a, a, a pink slip probably 
after all of this. I don't think it's unreasonable that you would have something, either a note or a gift, something that in the years before things went really bad that you had gotten from her when you worked there. Like, I don't think that's unreasonable. That's fair because I do literally two rooms over from us right now have like a Christmas card with her signature on it. Yeah, that's (laughs) very true. Bring it to me. Um, (laughs) So yeah, if you were to go back to your hideout, you would have something there. Okay, so that's at least one lead to see if there are still connections out there. If Margaret is alive, we reasonably think that we can find her. I mean, otherwise it's just going to the Halifax, right? Like trying to sneak in and see what we can see. And I mean, with that same magic, if you can view another time, then if we can get to the place we know it used to be, we can find out when it was moved. Right. And that might give us a good lead on where it was moved to. Yeah, okay. So we, we're under the impression that it isn't there. We need to find where it was moved to, but the the big boy probably is still there or is at least there often. I mean, Nash told us that it was there. All right. Well, straight to the hideout then first. Where's your hideout at? Describe it to me in vivid detail. <laughs> so we can map it out and then have all of our friends go there and meet us <laughs> one dark night. What? Give me... <laughs> Shit. Like, I kind of like, I know what you did last summer pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) You know, my initial thought was something like an old storage unit or something that would be kind of easy to go in and break down walls and stuff and might be overlooked. But I think monsters in this world are a little smarter than that. I think those are the holes that they're expecting to crash through and find. Yeah. Like now that they've been established for a while, those are the places they're raiding. Yeah, exactly. So instead, what I have chosen is uh, the shell of the old cheeseburger in paradise in Southport. (laughs) (laughs) Because nobody's looking there. (laughs) Yeah, and it is outside of 465. Yep. Today, tomorrow, or ever. <laughs> That's not true. I've seen all three of you look at it in sadness when we yep. when we drive by, yep. longing I, in your heart. I worked at a, a CIP for a short stint, and yeah, I, I do. I miss it. All right, so you head around Indianapolis, and you go to this cheeseburger in paradise. Describe to me, like... How is it different? Yeah, how is it different? Because I assume like your van hides somewhere or... You know, it looks like it's broken down. There's still the glass windows and stuff so that you're going by and you glance in and you can kind of see the shell inside of, uh, you know, the room. But they're just elaborate paintings set up against the glass. Uh, (laughs) uh, And so just inside, it's just everything has been gutted and just made very simple. There are runes and stuff that are set up. And that could even be part of it. The protection spells could reasonably make it seem like an actual empty building. Don't forget that the doors to the outdoor seating are literal overhead garage doors. Yes, they are. So, <laughs> Yeah. And so just that, yeah, interior is is pretty basic. It's just set up as a living space and uh, a place to be able to hide and be comfortable. If you had picked Planet Hollywood, you could have just parked the van in the side of the wall. <laughs> Where is your panic room in this building? Uh, I think it stands to reason that the uh, coolers have been retrofitted for that. Oh, man, I was thinking the water tower (laughs) on the the outside facade. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) TJ, just listen when I talk, okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry. We have to climb a fucking ladder in case of emergency. (laughs) Climb ladder to water tower. (laughs) And then the water tower just shoots off like a rocket. (laughs) Into outer space. Nice. 
So, Jake, what are you going to do here? His building is protected by magical wards to keep out things exactly like you, I assume. Uh, I don't. You tell me, Tess, what are you warding against? It's okay. I mean, where I am, honestly, now that I'm, I'm thinking this out, my initial thought was, yeah, just kind of a general monster thing. But knowing this world, it seems like other monsters aren't coming to Indianapolis. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of vampires and stuff hanging out and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I almost feel like I'm going to, if I was going to set this up, it would be soul bat specific. Yeah, but if you had the option, if this task had the option, wouldn't he ward it against just monsters in general? I will ask this as a serious question to everybody. Is there a difference mechanically, story-wise, whatever, any reason at all that focusing on one would make it stronger towards that one as opposed to a general meh protection against everything? Yes. Then I think I would lean into Soul Bat. Well, then never mind. I'm going inside and I'm getting me some onion strings. (laughs) (laughs) Some sweet potato chips, you mean? Because they are delightful. I don't like sweet potato. I like the onion strings. Then (laughs) eat the onion strings and be done with it. And you eat the sweet potato (laughs) chips. And we've reached a perfect balance for the table. (laughs) And we've eaten his entire supplies (laughs) of food. That's all the food he's got. (laughs) His old cheeseburger in paradise rations. And that's why his panic room has to be in the water tower because the freezer's still holding all of the old <laughs> freezer burned fries and onion strings. Yep. Yeah, so the three of you are inside of Tass's hideaway. You go back to your your panic room. What's what do you have of hers? Uh, I think it's her signature on a on a, like a holiday card. Yeah. And you give it over to TJ. And I'm going to draw out like a circle in the middle of the bar area and I'm going to put her signature in the middle. Of it. Okay, roll use magic. Easy peasy. That's like uh, 14. Nice. A vision appears inside of the chalk circle that you have drawn. You're seeing from someone's point of view, and they're walking around inside a pretty dusty basement, and they're shining a flashlight around, and they hold up their wrist, and it seems like they're checking the time, and you recognize the watch, actually. It is the watch that you saw Margaret wear every day that you saw her, but the arm it's on doesn't look like hers. The skin is a little darker, and the nails are very short, almost look chewed. And as you continue to watch, your vision is moved down a hallway, and at some point, whoever's eyes you're seeing out of turns and and looks through a door, and you can see just a little bit of a reflection. And it looks like Margaret. There's something about the nose and the eyes that look very similar, but this person is in their mid-20s. Very sculpted chin and blue eyes, and she's wearing some kind of goggles and you can see that she has got some protective gear over her chest. And she opens the door that she is looking through and, and scopes around. It seems like she is scavenging, looking for things. Because um, you actually see at some point she finds like old MREs and starts throwing them into a backpack. You continue to watch and eventually this figure moves up a set of stairs and outside and you can see that they are just slightly downtown. You recognize a couple of the buildings as they scan around. It seems like they're making sure no one is watching where they have just come out of and they turn back around and close the door and you can see there's like camouflage painted on the door. It looks like an army surplus store and she turns and runs down the street and uncovers a small motorcycle from a tarp and gets on it and fires it up and starts to ride down the road. How long are you all going to watch this? Just her driving? Yeah. 
for at least the next you know 30 seconds that you watch is just her driving a motorcycle headed north on 31 out of indianapolis huh yeah i mean if she's just on the highway and cruising at high speed i don't know um i mean i think it would behoove us to uh see where she ends up at and maybe we can find her there later so it's not margaret so we don't know what she knows if she's going out of the city which is where we need to be then this kind of seems like a waste of time again yeah she sure knows how to traverse the city but i guess technically i do too if we're gonna follow her then i think we might as well get back in the car and start doing it physically now or else we're just gonna watch her get further and further away and waste more time gaining no ground okay so what do we do i mean jump in and get a good ways and then try again and see where she is because we can't watch her and drive not unless i put the circle in the van (laughs) (laughs) just on the windshield (laughs) you can't see the actual road Huh, can you put like a viewing circle in something mobile? I think that you could probably put something together if the back of the van was cleared out. Like it's gonna radiate with magic, and if the used magic goes poorly, the van will be linked to that. Oh, right. But yeah, I mean, if it is really just a requirement of a flat surface and the right runes and some drawings on the floor, I don't see why you couldn't do it inside of a moving vehicle as long as it had a large enough surface area. Task, can you clear out the back of your van? Yeah, I mean, if I just have the gear on me that I'm going to use, I don't know why not. I am leaving this up to the two of you, because to me, this doesn't seem worth the hassle. But if you guys think it is, and you seem to think it is, then... She might have some information. We don't know. Like, I mean, going to the Halifax, sure, we could probably find out where the, the source is, but the big guy's there, so we could end up going in without being prepared. This is really bizarre to hear you speak about preparedness, TJ. I am both impressed and terrified. Don't don't let it get to your head. And I hit him on the shoulder like... <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I don't know what to say to that. I think I'm going to have to roll against the grain to not hit him back much harder. <laughs> I mean, I want I want to know what she knows in general, but also priority one is finding out where that, that script went. Um, I guess we haven't even asked, does other me know this woman? Not at first glance, but once you put that thought into the ether, you think it's Margaret's daughter, Sherry, but that she's five or six years older than the last time you saw her. Okay, yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's her daughter. He seems to recognize her, at least a little. She just, it, it's been a while. Um, Man, and I guess I haven't outright asked this either. Does he have any more intimate knowledge about the Halifax or like the state of the situation downtown? Yeah, specifically with the Halifax, you know, you have not been in it again in a long time, but it is being heavily protected the same way that IPT is. Like, those are the two places that you know that you have not been in again, um, that there is there is heavy, for lack of a better term, security on those buildings. There's a lot of movement around there. Wow, even, even IPT now? Yep. Okay. All right, well, what do you guys think about this? Even IPT is still being patrolled heavily. My guess is... If we're going to go downtown first, it's mostly going to be to see what we see. I'm not sure that, yeah, sure, we might find an opening or something, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really getting that feeling that they're heavily protected at the moment. I'm not sure that us just charging in, you know, we're not going to just walk down the alley and bust in the side door like we did last time or the front door, like some of us did. I think we need to find her. I think we need to talk to her and just get any more 
on the ground information that we possibly can. I agree. Okay, let's get moving then. All right, so you all pile back into the van. TJ helps Tass clear out the back seat so that you've got an open space. Uh, you draw out the components you need for this circle. Roll use magic. That's a 10. Yeah, no problem. You are able to create this window in the back of the van, and you see her still on the motorcycle. Uh, She is headed north on 31. Okay, I will convey that to the driver. Uh, Tass, I don't think that there is an act under pressure for this. You have made it into Indianapolis safely. You've gone in and out a lot. Um, It's not like where the the vampires were out kind of on high alert because of the event going on. So you are able to to follow her. So as TJ is in the back scrying, Jake and Tess, you're really just driving down this long state road. Is there anything that the two of you want to be doing during this time? It's, you know, you know that she's a good distance ahead of you, so you've got a while. Uh, I guess just trying a little more to, like, gauge how I can communicate better. I think the first thing is to figure out, like, your love language. Is it... (laughs) signs of gifts yeah um so yeah that's actually that's a good point so you know we're kind of in a weird situation here you guys have someone who's riding shotgun in your head i don't want to just feed you information i also don't want it to seem like they're withholding anything so i think that at any time when you guys are talking about something when you're dealing with something you can essentially ask me a question from the investigative mystery list and that will prompt them to tell you what they know so that way it feels like we both kind of have a, a weight in this they'll always answer on Honestly, um, and if for some reason they're not, I'll, I'll give you some kind of a role to know that. But I also don't just want to kind of feed information to you. So. Sure. So yeah, as you guys are going, is there anything you want to know from your, your other you? I think one of the big ones that we just haven't talked about is what in the world happened to Rev? The night of the Halifax, you saw in the vision already of you grabbing him from behind the snack counter. Uh, that's where he spent most of his time in his life, just... <laughs> Oh, God, I love snacks. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, you grabbed him from behind the snack counter and carried him outside and put him in the car. And you saw in the rearview mirror that he seemed to be catatonic. He lasted maybe another hour before he just shut down. His systems just turned off and and he died. And it was at that point that this task really kind of got into the place where the group that you know broke up because you wanted to go back. You wanted revenge in that moment and they wouldn't let you go back in blindly. And that night while everyone slept and and planned, you went out anyway. And that was really the last time the group was together on good terms. Um, I guess what I kind of want to know is what was the rate at which this happened? Like from when we failed to, you know, the state it is now, how fast did it progress? How severe was this infection? Yeah, that's a good question. When you all failed this night at the Halifax, you know, there's a reason that you still went on your current trajectory for a while. You guys ended up in Hawaii because it seemed like more time was needed but that it wasn't as urgent as it actually was. And that was actually the first ramification of the soul bats being able to turn invisible, that you did not realize how much it had spread in the city until it was too late because people were were soul bat and you just couldn't tell. So the timeline of it is fairly unknown, but you do know that like a month later is when this kind of combat broke out between local authorities and the military and just these people, which at first that they thought were kind of rabid that there may have been a disease or something that were causing people to act this way. But Margaret and the IPT and your team at the time 
knew the truth. And I think with that knowledge, you do know how to how to see someone wearing a soul bat. There is a particular type of light you can can hit them with that will bounce off of that invisibility. Oh, what is it? Infrared light. They have a heat signature to them. Okay. I mean, it's a good thing I brought my goggles. Uh, does this thing take animals too? This is a great question for you. I don't know who you have told, but we'll say three, four days ago before the events of this, when you were gathering some things to help with the summoning of Jake. You were in a wooded area along 70, and for a brief moment, you think you saw a black bear that had the same heat signature around its eyes and its nose and its mouth as the soul bat puts off. You weren't able to track it down, but you think you saw it. Oh my god, I think I jerked the wheel for a second. Guys, I think there are soul bat bears! Like a like a bear bear? Like a black I think I spend probably a good chunk of the remainder of this drive on my phone searching for predator animals in and around Indiana that might have had the opportunity to move inwards since then, so we have an idea of what to be afraid of. I tell him to Google the zoo, too. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no! Indianapolis Zoo! I know they have Kodiak bears there. And snow leopards. I actually have a list for just such an occasion. Uh, Here are the animals that are listed on the indiana.gov Indiana Department of Nature Resources. Uh, Do you guys want just the predators, or? Well, if you put it like that, I want all of the answers. (laughs) Everybody knows that the butter flies in indiana are out to get us i mean i grew up out in the country i know that a white-tailed deer can mess you up so yeah i want the list okay black bear coyote mountain lion wolf wood rat badger beaver bobcat chipmunk rabbit mole fox squirrel gray squirrel gray fox why'd you say mole like mole? i was trying to decide if i should say its full name it is the eastern mole oh um and the cottontail rabbit indiana bats feral so oh no hold up soul bat bats soul bat bats oh god soul bat bats feral slash wild hogs so tim allen is loose here somewhere <laughs> um Mink, muskrat. There are muskrats that live actually out in the pond behind my house. Possums, raccoons, red fox, river otter, striped skunk, weasel, and white-tailed deer. We have river otter? That is adorable. I want all the river otters. Now imagine it covered in soul bat and trying to eat your face. Boy, I didn't think I was going to go through this whole list, but there's some interesting stuff on here. So, boy, if if lists of animals of Indiana aren't your thing, I (laughs) I apologize for this episode. Skip ahead 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, bald eagle, barn owl, quail, Canada gooses, cardinal, a shrike, osprey, peregrine falcon, grouse, sandhill cranes, turkey, whooping cranes. You don't want to mess with a whooping crane. No. Because you know <laughs> well, what it's going to do to luckily you. Luckily, you know it's coming, though, because they just are flying in going whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> I'm going to skip the fish. <laughs> Fish, fish are immune give me a, give to me a, soul bats. Give me like a three highlight of the fish. I mean, we already did our, our water portion of season two. Um, <laughs> the American eel. Oh, that's my favorite clothing store. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's another good one? The Cisco. <laughs> And the shovel-nosed sturgeon. Oh. That's just a dangerous fish. There's no joke here. (laughs) But the reason I kept going on this list is because I had to get to this. Freshwater jellyfish. Really? Yeah. Where? In what freshwater bodies in Indiana so I know what to avoid for the rest of my life? Yeah, no kidding. In over 43 different bodies of water in Indiana. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so that is the list of, of animals. Again, you only saw it on this bear, or you think you saw it. You weren't able to confirm, but you did. Boy, we come a long way from that question. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute. Well, what's everybody, what struck the most fear? I think maybe a peregrine falcon, because those things are fast they as AF. are fastest birds on the planet. Fastest animals on the planet. Are they really? Yeah. Yeah, technically they, speaking. They can dive over 120 miles per hour. I think it's birds. I agree. I think yeah. one one or more of the birds are probably the scariest thing to imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right. Or, or something that swarms, at least. Maybe like bees or... You know, bats. bats, soul bat bats, Ugh. soul bat bat. Mm. Uh, so this drive does take about 45 minutes. Uh, but TJ, as this comes to a conclusion, you see her pulling off of the road. And when she does, she pulls past a large broken sign. You can just see the very bottom of it, and like one wooden leg and then a spot where another one should be. And there's an old fence chain link and she starts driving through all of these old airplanes there are bombers there are fighter jets and she's cutting between them and ducking under some and she finally comes to a stop in front of an old chinook helicopter she wheels this motorcycle into the back and she turns and pushes a button and the back hatch starts to go up and as soon as it closes your vision cuts out oh uh, I lost the vision, guys. I think her helicopter is protected. Oh, I well, that certainly makes sense. Yeah. And I'm not sure if any of you recognize this. I'm going to ask you, the players, have any of you been to the Grissom Air Museum? Been by it. Yeah, I've driven past it a number of times. That is where she's at. Well, we know where she's at. All right, well, off we go, and I'm just stepping on it. So the three of you continue on your way. Now you know where you're going. The roads are completely empty, uh, so you have no problem making it there. So it is about 2.15 in the morning, 1.15 in the morning, Chicago time, if anyone happens to be keeping track of that for any particular reason. <laughs> uh, but you are on the road right out in front of Grissom Air Museum. All right, should we just drive on up and make our presence very known? Sure, I I think I'm the last person to approach, though. What with the teeth and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you will be able to drive into the museum, but you won't be able to drive back to where this helicopter is. Sure. Well, yeah, where do you want to stash the van at? Uh, I just think maybe on the far side from the entrance or like the road... Uh, of some big plane um, just so that it's a, at least a little bit harder to spot at a glance. Lock it up, leave it there, and start walking towards we know where the Chinook would be. I'm trailing a significant distance behind. Oh, okay. Uh, before we start heading that direction, I'm going to actually leave my phone here in the van just so that if they check my location, they can't see exactly where we've ended up and I won't ruin their hiding place. Okay. So the three of you start to head that direction and it comes into view very quickly. And as you get about 50 feet away... Some lights kick on, and you hear a voice. Tess? Hey, Sherry. How's it going? I thought you were dead. And you hear that sound of a hammer being put back into the uncocked position. Yeah, I think a lot of people think I'm dead, but surprise. And there is a heavy silence. What's the matter with you? Um, I'm kind of only half the guy you remember. There's a lot going on here. You hear the hammer cock again. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's fair. And... I respect that. I don't know where to start besides with the full craziness here, but um, my friends and I here, our minds are from a different version of reality. And in that version of reality, we killed the soul bat. And long story short, we're helping someone he sent us through to try to help. So we're kind of sitting shotgun here 
with our other selves. So when I say I know you, it's because he knows you and he's kind of feeding me this information. In my world, um, your mom and I were close. I I worked for her kind of like I did here, but, you know, I still do, actually. So we tried to find Margaret and instead we found you. In your world, who was my mom married to? Well, she's not anymore, but she was with Everett, who is also a very good friend. Yeah, that sounds about right. We had a couple of rough goes that I wasn't sure we were going to make it through. Oh, thank God. So if you boys are who you say you are, and you come inside with no problem, I suppose. Uh, potentially one of us, don't panic, is a vampire, but he's cool. You just hear my voice from behind a plane. Hey, Everett. That you, Jake? Yeah, I'm a half a vampire now, but can I come too? Oh, yeah, I heard that uh, you got turned a while back. Yeah. We might have to do some uh, reconfiguring here, but we could probably make it so you get inside. Sweet. I'm going to step forward now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll kind of motion the rest up and we'll approach. Yeah. As you do, the back of this helicopter opens up and walking down the ramp, you see the woman you saw in the vision. She has removed a lot of the gear she was wearing. She's got short blondish hair with darker roots and she is holding a big peacemaker and she smiles when she sees all of you. Yeah. Like I, I think I'm smiling too, but I have my hands still up. <laughs> and just at the top of the ramp is Everett and he is making some marks with what looks like a very ornate wooden dowel. Uh, And you can see that as he's doing this, some of the symbols around the exterior of the door are changing. It's, uh, it's, it's real good to see y'all right now. Yeah, yeah, you should be good to come on in here now, Jake. All right, I will. The three of you enter into this old helicopter and there are half a dozen people in here. They all look a little confused, but Sherry, after closing the door, steps up next to you. It's all right, everyone. These are old friends and it seems like old friends with a slightly new perspective on things that was kind of a weird explanation but i don't doubt the existence of other worlds so well that's good that skips a lot of steps here this is um i think you can understand or appreciate a strange awkward and largely unbelievable situation but but here we are everyone this is tass tj and jake they were actually the first field team to have contact with the soul bat and she turns and points to the other four sitting in various chairs around the room. This is Susanna, Eric, Scott, and Alex. So what are you doing here? Why did you come here? We need some information on the Halifax Theater. What about it? Well, I mean, broadly, we're here to take down the Soul Bat. And uh, from what we understand, it's kind of heart or anchor or whatever that used to be there isn't anymore. So for one, we need to figure out where that thing went. And for two, we need any information that might help us kill the actual Soul Bat in the end. And she sits down and looks at her hands. I don't know where the piece went. I I know what you're talking about. A soul bat has a tether. Mom figured that out. And we thought it would be at the Halifax. And when she started to get a feeling that whatever was in there was going to move on us, she tried to move on them first. And she had a plan, a good one, and the right people to execute it. But more than that, she knew the secret the Halifax was hiding. The soul bat wasn't guarding one item of power there. It was guarding two. And she starts to tear up a little bit. It should have worked. One of them should have been able to use it. One of them should have been worthy. And Everett puts a hand on her shoulder and gives it a gentle squeeze. And she lays her hand over his and takes a deep breath. But nobody who went in made it out. What do you mean by be worthy? That was the secret mom knew, Jake. No one knows how it got there or why. But the other item being guarded at the Halifax is your old hammer.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's a tale of learning and healing. We've got a whole province going to see one overworked witch in a candy cottage that's been chewed to pieces by the local kids. Of fairies and magic. You're touching the sapphire of assessment! I'm not touching it! I'm just putting my hand near it as I focus my brainial waveforms on it. Stop it! I'm not even touching it! Of struggle against the odds. This is my team. They may not live up to your vision of a perfect, efficient department. They don't live up to my vision of a stampede in a barnyard. Ooh, kingly. That's how you know it's working. (laughs) And now, it returns at last. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, Season 2. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, from Fable and Folly. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or look us up at fableandfolly.com.